Designed by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the leading interior design and home pro digital marketing agency. We know it works so you don't have to. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Hey, Darla here, and I have a question for you. What would it mean to your bottom line for your interior design firm if you could sign just one client from your Instagram marketing efforts? Is it 5,000, 10,000, 15, 20,000 and up? Well, if you're a principal of your interior design firm and you're overwhelmed with your Instagram marketing, you have no idea how to do, what to do, when to post, what to post, what hashtags to use, how to use ads, that the whole gamut, it's incredibly overwhelming, then I want to introduce you to Instagram for interior designers. It's Wingnut Social's very first online on-demand course with over seven modules, 61 lessons that's going to answer all of those questions for you and help you to put together a very actionable marketing strategy for your interior design firm tailored to you with workbooks and exercises and just just everything you could possibly need there. To find out more information on Instagram for interior designers, head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out Wingnut Academy, or you can go to wingnutsocial.com slash Instagram for interior designers. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Design by Wing to Social. I'm your host, Darla Jethro-Powell, and today we're talking about kitchens and baths and lighting design and what to do if you don't want to do it. <laughs> As an interior designer in my firm, I would collaborate with kitchen designers in Miami just to help with the CAD and the 2020 and the particulars of it because I'm not certified in kitchen and bath design and all of that. So it just made sense to either partner or collaborate with a kitchen designer. And today's guest, Lisa Taylor of Tailored Kitchens and Baths is going to walk us through her process, how she does it. Maybe it's something you want to do. Maybe it's a service you want to provide. Maybe kitchens is your superpower, kitchens and baths and all that. You're going to get some terrific tidbits and takeaways here from Lisa. Or maybe you're an interior designer like me, principal of the firm. You're commanding a staff of designers. Maybe you just don't have a certified kitchen and bath person on staff. Whatever the situation is, you don't have the bandwidth or the capacity. You're like, oh my gosh, I have this kitchen that that comes in. They want to design. I don't have the capacity of the people who to help. Who do I, what do I do? I want the job. I want to make the the profit from this kitchen. Well, maybe hiring a subcontractor like Lisa Taylor is a solution, right? So uh, we're going to run some ideas by, by and see what you think. Just run it by and see what you think and get some takeaways from uh, adding this service if you don't already to your business or expanding it and doing it in a way that, uh, let's say, is a lot less headache for you and a lot more headache for Lisa. <laughs> But it's what she excels at. She loves it. All right. So before we do get into my conversation with Lisa, of course, I have to tell you, she is a certified kitchen and bath designer, CKBD, from the National Kitchen and Bath Association. And she solves the most difficult kitchen and bath challenges. Doesn't that sound nice? Someone else solving that by providing personalized and completely custom one-of-a-kind kitchen and bath solutions for her clients' unique needs, desires, and lifestyles. She's intensely thorough, that I can attest to, folks, and invests in every project as if it was a design for her very own home. Her kitchen and bath designs have been featured on HGTV's 100 Day Dream home. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And guys, I've actually worked with Lisa for a kitchen design for my own home, which you'll hear more about in this interview. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Lisa Taylor to the show. Hey there, Lisa Taylor. Thank you for joining us today. How the hell are you? 
I'm doing great, Darla. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. It's so good to see you again. And I love chatting with you in the green room and catching up. Great to see you too, Darla. <laughs> Definitely. So just so the audience is aware, Lisa and I have a connection. Lisa is an interior designer. She's a kitchen and bath, all of that certification, which we're going to get into here. And Lisa helped me out with designing my current kitchen here in Southern Maryland, which we've yet to uh, start construction on here. But that's what we're going to get into here on this show. So as an interior designer, you might be saying, Darla, can't you design your own kitchen? Um, not to the extent that Lisa can, and because I don't have the certifications or the NKBA, you know, stuff behind it, like I did with my design firm when I had people who had that working for me, right? Not only that, but I just don't, I don't have the the time, I almost cussed there, <laughs> or the inclination right now running Wingnut Social. So I was like, you know what? Uh, let me just delegate some of this and high level, approve it, not approve it. And I'm going to tell you something, Lisa, what a terrific experience. What a terrific thing you have going on there. It was it was brainless. It was so it was just so easy to work with you. So Thank and I can't you. wait to finally get that started and do that. It might be next year by the time you guys are seeing that, but we'll certainly um share that on our socials. Oh good. So, good. <laughs> so Lisa, just um I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Just tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how that came to be <laughs> that you're designing kitchens for interior designers and we'll we'll dig in. Yeah, yeah. So I am certified kitchen and bath designer with the National Kitchen and Bath Association. And I am, this is kind of a, a third career for me, if you will. I spent 20 plus years in human resources and I had a pet food business at one point for a few years. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. But um, yeah, about three years ago, I, dur during the pandemic, of course, so many people, made changes. And mm -hmm. I pursued getting my certified kitchen and bath uh, uh, designer certification with the NKBA. And it was quite intensive. I remember getting the package of books from the NKBA sent to me from, you know, and it was just this huge pile, a huge box that weighed, I think I had to have my husband go out and bring it inside for me. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what did I just do? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I, I also do CAD work. So um, with, I use Chief Architects specifically. Nice, and yeah, yeah, it's a really great, um, fun. I I enjoy it. I know you're you probably not crazy about it, Darla, but I enjoy. Oh no, it. I delegate that. Come on, now. I'm not about. I'm not about to do that. I'm the queen of delegation. You're going to find out. So, Lisa. So, okay. So you went and you said uh, human resources, pet food yeah. company, another show, like you said. Although I have questions. <laughs> It, to to becoming a, a certified kitchen and bath designer, uh, what was the thought process? That what what was it? Had you already always had an interest in that? Absolutely. And personally, okay, all right. Yes, cool. yes, I did. From the time I can remember, at, as a little girl, I would change my room around practically every <laughs> weekend, just like the same stories that we hear from yeah. all interior designers. Um, and I just never pursued it. And um, you know, I was finally 
finally at a point in my life where that was an option for me to pursue my passion. And at one point I had got a, gotten a staging certification and a redesign certification. That's <laughs> eons and eons ago, another lifetime. And um, anyway, yeah, so it, it's been a life, it's been a lifelong passion of mine. And I'm super excited that I specifically um, niched in kitchen and bath design. Um, there are so Super many, smart. yeah, so many amazing interior designers out there. And um, frankly, I there's no way I could possibly compete with um, how amazing um, the work is that these interior designers do. And it took a lot of soul searching for me to really think about, okay, what is it really that I want to do? And honestly, fabric is not my thing. (laughs) It's a lot of people's thing, but I really enjoy the spatial planning and, um, you know, figuring out, hearing about the way people live and, um, you know, figuring out what's the best functional layout for them. And um, just like I did with you. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a really smooth process. I I loved it. And the kitchen design, I should put up the original design on uh, on the show on design by Wingnut Social or on YouTube, but it might not look exactly like that when it comes out, depending on our budget, because it's yeah. crazy. We were like, just, yeah, let's just do this. And it ended up being $10 million kitchen. <laughs> All right. So, so Lisa, Tailored Kitchens and Baths is your company. Are you, you're doing to the end consumer as well or to yes. be, the, okay, doing both. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, I can collaborate with interior designers or architects. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you, you know, either an interior designer or an architect, it's not their specialty to do kitchens and baths. And um, so I can, you know, collaborate in whatever way that um, that person would want help and need help with their clients. Um, I also do the end consumers. So, and I can really design anywhere in the country for them. So I'm sure everyone is familiar with Matterport. And so Matterport is used a lot by real estate agents. It's how you get, um, you know, how you get the floor plans and the dimensions. And so I can hire a Matterport person pretty much anywhere in the country. And then they provide me with that information and I'm able to get dimensions. Um, oh, cool. I, I wasn't familiar with that. Yeah. 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 I can actually do the dimensions right from the Matterport system, which is all I need, really. I just need dim- dimensions and adjacent spaces that you know, if we end up taking walls out like we did with your design, um, it yes, helps to God. know what's adjacent. Um, so yeah. Matterport, is that some, is that like a professional license kind of thing or just? No, it's, it's a, spe- you have to buy a special camera that I've heard costs like $10,000 or something oh, the crazy. 360, 360 yes. camera or whatever. Yeah. Yes, and they come in and they basically set up this camera in the room and it does a whole 360 3D view of it. And then once you get the output from that, once they, the person does whatever they do, um, you're able and sends you the link, you're able to go in and actually take measurements right through Matterport. It's just, I mean, technology is spectacular, wow. right? That yeah. sounds amazing. That sounds really good for any kind of virtual designer, or e-designer Matterport. Yeah. I guess I'm behind the times. I, I don't think I've ever, I've never heard of it. I, I haven't had a guest on the show who's mentioned it. So awesome. They're your first. 
Oh, good. Good. <laughs> There's probably, they're out there Googling it right now. Matterport, Matterport. Okay. So, and you're right to your point. So there's a lot of uh, interior designers, principals, interior designers who have firms who specialties are not the kitchen. They'll make beautiful living rooms, beautiful living spaces and stuff. And there's a lot of product ordering and there's a lot of headaches that come with that. But and doing kitchens and baths, there's so many specs and interior things and kitchens and drawers and measurements and things that I just honestly was never really interested in. And even when we were doing, and we, uh, at Darla Palantir's, we did a few kitchens, uh, quite a few actually. I would partner with the kitchen uh, person there in Miami who would bring up their 2020 or their CAD design and, and map it out with the client. And I always did like a a contractor kind of thing, subcontracting with a, a specialist in that area, because again, queen of delegation. So what what do you think, what would your advice be to interior designers listening, whose strengths aren't in that field, and they do want to break into doing some kitchen and bath design? Um, let's say if the choice was hiring someone in house to do that, who has all those specialties versus subcontracting with someone like yourself? Yeah, definitely. So and and we can, you know, set it up however works for that person. I've had different relationships with different interior designers and architects, but definitely we can make it look completely seamless to the client where um, the client really wouldn't even know that they're working with an outside firm. Um and, you know, stick to what you know best and what you love. Um, so if it's, there are so many intricate details, like we mentioned, and if that's not what you love to do, um, you know, why spend time doing something that you don't like when you can have someone like me that does love it <laughs> and, um, you know, will just make you shine. Like it is not about me being in the spotlight in front of your client whatsoever. It's about, um, you know, making you shine and giving the client the best design possible for their space and their lifestyle. I love it. So I'm, I'm imagining that, so there are certain challenges and logistic challenges that come with any kind of remote design work, right? And we've already discussed, what was it, Matter? Matterport. I wanted to say Matterhorn. <laughs> I'm going to start yodeling. <laughs> we've already discussed Matterport, but how, aside from that, when you're you're doing something remote, what if the Matterport are the measurements exact? Are you getting boots on the ground as well to verify the matter ports and the, the finishes and stuff? How How is that the logistics accomplished doing? It's so complicated with kitchens and everything. Am I just showing it my is. ignorance here with, no, <laughs> with no. the drawing? No, okay. you're definitely not. You're right. <laughs> it, right. Is, it is extremely yeah. detailed um, down to the you know, 16th of an inch. Yeah, um, exactly. It's intimidating. Yeah. Um, yes. If you bring in a bunch of cabinetry and something doesn't fit, you've just, you know, wasted a bunch of money. So um, the Matterport is actually amazingly um, accurate. Um, I definitely always suggest that. So first of all, I don't represent, I call myself an independent certified okay. kitchen and bath designer. So I don't represent any specific cabinet tree line. Um, I design and spec in all um, 
like the general dimensions. So in three inch increments is basically what I use unless a client tells me, no, listen, I'm definitely doing all custom here. You can, you know, you can do any any uh, size you want. Um, but in general, I'm doing the, the, the three inch dim dimensions is what I go down to. And um, we always, so I'm not the person who's supplying the cabinetry. So that's another yeah. great um, feature of working with me is that your, um, you know, the interior designer can still get that um, a commission and markup mm -hmm. on the cabinetry. And so definitely before it is ordered, you would want to have someone on the ground in the house doing those exact measurements to make sure that there's not something off by an inch here or a half an inch yeah. there or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I mean, you have to CYA for that oh, too, yeah. right? And make Definitely. sure, I'm sure, do you have something in your contract that says, hey, here it is, but you know, hey, it's on you if you don't go and actually physically measure this? Yes. You have is, to, right? As yes. a business owner. Yeah, that, Absolutely. that would yeah. totally eat your lunch. For sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All righty, cool. So you have something that you call, quote unquote, designs with purpose. How does that factor into your business model? Yeah, so I have always been um, a, a, you know, a dog and cat lover, animal lover, wildlife <laughs> lover, um, environmental lover, um, my whole life, and I want to give back. And so every project that I do, I donate 10% to the charity of the client's choice, not oh, my wow. choice. So, um, and, and I do ask that it would be an animal or environmental charity, uh, you know, something that's helping animals in general. And there's just so many amazing and great organizations out there and um, need help um, desperately. So, so yeah, it's just one very small way that I can give back to a local community of, you know, wherever that client is located. I love that. And when you're saying clients, so like if an interior designer hires you in B2B, Darla Powell Interiors hires you, it's Darla Powell Interiors choice. Sure. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. Yes. Lisa, that is so amazing. And you know, um, especially high end or, you know, upper tier clients who have a larger budget, especially, and this is, stats. I'm not really trying to single anyone out or not single anyone out. They like to put their investment towards beliefs and things that speak to them that align with their purposes and their missions. I love that. That's really, that's great. Not only is it serving you in your heart, because that's a passion of yours, but it's a terrific message and terrific uh, way for people to align with you. And that should be in your Instagram marketing. <laughs> that should be in your messaging. <laughs> I need someone to get on that, Darla. <laughs> Girl, don't don't get me started. But no, that's lovely. Definitely include that in some of your Instagram messages as a mission statement. You know, a part of your mission there. That's that's lovely. That's a terrific idea. Are you an interior designer looking to expand your reach and attract more clients? Well, we've got just the solution for you. Wingnut Social is the leading social media marketing agency designed exclusively for interior designers. Picture this, your stunning designs showcased to a vast online audience, generating buzz and capturing the attention of potential clients. 
With Wingnut Social, you can transform your social media presence into a powerful marketing tool. Wingnut Social understands the unique challenges faced by interior designers when it comes to social media marketing. That's why they've created a comprehensive strategy tailored specifically to your needs. With Wingnut Social, you'll have access to expertly crafted content strategies, custom tailored for the interior design industry. Say goodbye to those days of staring blankly at your screen, wondering what to post next. Wingnut Social takes care of that for you, ensuring your posts are engaging, relevant, and captivating. But it doesn't stop there. Wingnut Social also provides in-depth analytics, allowing you to track the performance of your social media campaigns. Discover which posts are resonating with your audience, identify new trends, and make data-driven decisions to maximize your marketing efforts. And the best part? Wingnut Social offers personalized coaching and support. Our team of social media experts will guide you every step of the way, sharing insider tips and tricks to elevate your brand and increase your online visibility. So why wait? Take your interior design business to new heights with Wingnut Social. Visit wingnutsocial.com today to learn more. Wingnut Social, where stunning designs meet social media success. All right, Lisa, so I know, because I've been through this with you for myself, for my own personal self, so it's a little bit different, but let's say Susan McNuggets is coming to you, and she's sitting down with you, and she says, I have a client in Baltimore. There, uh, This is their aesthetic. I want to design a kitchen with you. What does that what does that process look like? Um, in my head, I'm I'm overwhelmed when I'm just thinking about coming. You know, from for for a client, I'm thinking about this uh, coming to you and having a third party design a kitchen. If I'm the designer, how much of it is inspiration? How much is finished selection? I'm already coming to you with. How much homework do they need to do to come to you, or can they just say, "Hey, make it contemporary"? I don't need a whole lot of information from the interior designer. I mm-hmm. really need, I have an assessment that I do. So, okay. um, and that can be done either through the interior designer. Um, I, I would be happy to provide that to them and they just bring back the answers to me or I can do do it directly with the client. So with the interior designer's client. Um, And, um, and and it's, you know, it typically takes me about an hour. And if you recall, um, Darla, we went through this and I have like a million questions of how you use the space and what you, you know, what do you want to see and what's your style? And I ask for inspiration pictures. Um, in terms of the actual finishes, if the person knows exactly what they're looking for, absolutely. When I do the 3D renders, mm-hmm. I can try to make it look as close to that as possible. Um, since you would utilize Chief Architect, you know that they don't yeah. have, you know, <laughs> millions of options in there, but they do have thousands of options, right? And so right. I'm not going to find every single um, finish, but I can get it pretty darn close. And and um, that is another great reason to, you know, the interior designer can continue to do what they love so they can go with the client and help pick out the finishes or, you know, narrow it down for the client, um, you know, to three of this choice and three of that choice and yeah. which one do you like better. So I you know, I don't need to be involved in that whatsoever. And then the interior designer would let me know, okay, this, this is our final choices. So, you know, can you get your renders as close to this as possible? Nice. Um, Or even better, just say, here's the choice. (laughs) Just (laughs) one choice. Here you go. You're going to like it. Okay. All right. So 
Quick question. So if you're actually speaking to the interior designer's client face-to-face, like we are here, let's say, um, are you, how are you presenting yourself? Are you not, are you not going to be Lisa Taylor, tailored kitchens and baths? Are you, how, you know what I'm saying? How are you, how you're white labeling that? Yeah. So I, I have done both. So I have done where an interior designer really did not mind that I was a separate company and they, you know, it really was not their niche to do kitchens Mm -hmm. and baths, but it was part of the overall, they were doing an entire house, um, Mm -hmm. you know, interior design for an entire house. And it was part of, of the scope of work. And so I just worked with that client directly um, as tailored kitchens and baths and, you know, certainly kept that interior designer in informed Mm -hmm. about every single step of the process and the way Mm -hmm. and included them in as many of the meetings as they wanted to be included in. Um, And then I've also done it where I am kind of seen as an extension of the company. So just like when you hire a contractor or whatever, and they're subcontracting for you, they're an extension in a way of the company. So that's good. So you can do it as a, on a partnership kind of basis, which mm-hmm. is great. And that has a different, I'm sure, price point, price structure or agreement with the interior designer. Or just, here I am. I'm Lisa Taylor. And here, let's start your kitchen design. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> 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 All righty, cool. So again, I want to get back to how granular you are and how super incredibly detailed your designs are. Like, You leave nothing to chance and nothing out to the electrical, to the lighting design. And a lot of interior designers are intimidated, intimidated by the lighting design aspect of the kitchens and baths. Sometimes they even forget about it entirely, which some of the newer designers do. That's one of the things that I actually love to do. Like, don't ask me to draw it up. But I love placing lighting. Lighting is so important to there. So how do you address that in a design situation? Is that something um, – because that's something else I'm thinking virtually is a huge challenge because lighting in a space, that's a boots-on-the-ground situation. How do you How do you get around that? Yeah, I love lighting design also. Mm-hmm. And in fact, as part of the NKBA training, um, there's a whole lighting – area. There's one of the big fat textbooks I received in the mail was was all about lighting. I had uh, frankly no idea um, before I I got sure. this. But then I I loved it so much. It was kind of I saw the NKBA um, training on lighting as kind of an introduction. And I went to the University of Colorado Boulder to an intensive like five day training there, um, all about lighting, which was just amazing. And so I am actually able to do a whole entire house um, interior lighting design for and plans for the house, including the electrical, including the switches and the controls oh. and, you know, which switch controls these three lights and, and where it should be wow. located. Um, integrators are really, um, you know, key right now. They're, 
they're, you know, so that you don't have, I call it wall acne. So you don't have a bunch of wall acne um, with all these light <laughs> switches. You just have one nice little control panel yeah. and it's integrated into your phone and um, you can do scenes. So you have a night scene and it's, you know, a different color temperature and, um, you know, and you have a morning scene that, you know, has a totally different feel. Um, I consider lighting designs and planning of the, you know, everything to be really an art and a science. And so, you know, the, the science is getting the correct number of fixtures in the right locations. And the art is really the types of fixtures. Um, and, and and highlighting architectural features of the home and making sure that the task lighting is there when you need it. Um, I actually just went into a brand new house here um, last week that I was looking at. We were interviewing a general contractor for building our own home, and I couldn't believe that there was no recessed lights um, except for in the kitchen. and. Oh. Um, like a couple in the bathroom, but there was no recessed lights in any of the bedrooms or the family room or anywhere. And I, I, I know I was, I say, sir, how dare you? Don't you know who I am? (laughs) I was shocked, but yes, what you were saying, Darla, um, lighting makes all the difference in the world and it really does. So this is a third service you offer. Forgive me if I missed this. So kitchens baths done for you of course the lighting involved with that that space the four walls right one two three four floor and ceiling six walls six whatever and then if someone needs a lighting design for the whole house or for a room in and of itself you do that yes 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 and i love doing it yeah Yeah. i I mean i know that's a thing lighting designers of course they exist but i didn't know that that was one of your things as well yeah yeah we also have to get that into your social (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm busting your balls. No, I know. You you go for it, Darla. <laughs> uh, let me help you, Lisa. I know. I know. I need help. <laughs> no, you you really seriously are doing beautiful work. That's terrific. So, And it's really a no-brainer. So all this heavy, like super detailed technical work, if you don't have the headroom or the bandwidth or in your firm to do it, or maybe you do have the staff, but you're overloaded with work. And instead of saying, you know what, let me hire, you know, some other interior designer to be on full service, W-2, taxes, you know, um, moods. There's a mood today with hiring new hires, Gen Z sometimes, you know, um, just hire someone lovely like yourself to collaborate and work with and to make sure you get the full, the full, uh, the full thing there. One last thing before we get into the what up wing nerd room. And I want to know how you're making this work with your business model is why do you provide unlimited design revisions? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with that? Are you just that confident and you hardly ever go into revisions? Yeah. So I, honestly, it rarely comes back to bite me. Um, yes. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a testament right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've had one um, that I can really think of where – 
Um, yeah, he must have wanted to see a hundred <laughs> renders. Um, and it was, but other than that, I, my assessment is so detailed Love it. and I really get into how a family uses their space and what they, what's not working for them and what they need, um, th- that I can, you know, I, and it believe me, and it's not because I get offended in any way if somebody comes back and mm-hmm. says, "Well, let me see this instead or that you know, and I'll let people know that okay i can i will absolutely show you anything mm-hmm. um one thing to consider if you move this there is <laughs> you know this is going to happen, you know domino and, effect yes yeah, exactly yeah. um but yeah, so it has rarely come back to bite me. How much do you think that that swayed or convinced people to work with you when they see that you have unlimited design revisions for your fee? How much, how important do you think that's been for your, your business in the marketing piece? So I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's important when, for me, when I, it's one of the differentiating factors. I started the business because I myself was actually looking for a kitchen designer and I had four different, I'll call them cabinet companies. And believe me, this is, I I mean, there are a lot of very hardworking and very talented people Mm -hmm. um, in the space. So it is not my um, slighting anybody whatsoever, but I had these cabinet companies come into my home and I wanted somebody to think outside the box and give me some options. And really it seemed like they just wanted to take a cabinet order, Um, you know, and, and again, I'm not in any way, uh, but I didn't, I, I Mm. couldn't get anyone to brainstorm with me and give me some ideas and show me what it was going to look like and talk about function. And um, so I, I, I like having that option myself where I get to see lots of different, um, you know, as many different designs as I want to see. So I, I like to offer it to people. Well, that's, you have to be so secure that what you're putting out there is going to just, just be so amazing that that offer doesn't come bite you. Like you said, you've only had the one guy. And thinking my own experience with you, we came back with one tiny revision, which was a window size and everything else was like, perfect. You're you're right. And it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys in the audience have heard of Alex Hermosi, H-E-R-M-O-Z-I, I want to say, and he has a book out there called, um, I think it's called a hundred million dollar offer. And it is making an offer that you can't refuse. And you really just can't refuse that. It's like, there's you, you just, there's no losing. So if a client, potential clients coming to you and they're saying, well, even if I don't like it, unlimited design revisions, I mean, it's, that's a no brainer. Where do I sign? So balancing out the price for the maybe that could happen one out of a, you know, 50 or a hundred or 20 even, um, it's, I think it's brilliant, but again, you have to be your level confidence with the quality that you put out, but well done. Also, probably something we should put in your messaging. On <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, is there anything I've forgotten to ask you on this topic that you think the audience needs to hear before we get into the fire round? I can't think of anything, Darla. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, you know, it's my pleasure. All right. Now I have to ask you, Lisa Taylor, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yes, I am. <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? 
Hashtag my way. Love it. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What is it? Smoothie. A particular flavor or? A um, little bit of strawberries, a little bit of bananas, a little All bit right. of um, nice. some green juice, veggies. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're, we're keeping scurvy at bay. Got it. <laughs> Last but not least, recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Yes. So it's called Let My People Go Surfing. <laughs> by Yvonne Chouinard, I think is how he pronounces his last name. He's the founder of Patagonia. And if you um, have not heard about him or what he is doing, um, it's amazing. So... How has it impacted you? How has it, how has it uh, reached you? Yeah. So it just, I mean, so first of all, I, I mean, he's been in business a very, very long time and, you know, started this before there was technology or, you know, internet or anything. And um, just everything that he had to go through um, to make his business successful. And then it is just, um, it's really inspiring what he has been able to accomplish and what he is now doing with his business, which is basically he's saying that the, his only shareholder in Patagonia is the earth. So Oh, okay. All right. I could see. I could see why that would appeal to you for sure. All right. And that was let my people go surfing. Yes. (laughs) All righty. Cool. Lisa Taylor, please tell the wingnuts where they can go to find out more about you. And then we will call it a day. The website is tailoredkitchensandbaths.com. And Taylor is spelled like my last name, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D, kitchens with an S and baths.com with an S. So, and, and then of course on, <laughs> sadly, my sad <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, of course we kid here. Can we help you out? Yes, we absolutely can. But you still have your beautiful renderings and your beautiful designs over there. So go check that out and follow yeah. her. Please follow her at yes, Tailored yes, Kitchens yes, and Baths on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll chat. <laughs> Lisa Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. You've been amazing as usual. And it was really great speaking with you again. And I can't wait to implement our kitchen. We will post that whenever it happens and tag and tag the hell out of it and tag you on that. Oh, thank thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, guys, there you go. What did you think? Is that something that you would consider doing for your interior design firm, having a subcontractor, having a white label facing outwardly facing Susan McNuggets interior kitchen designer? I have to tell you from working with Lisa and this is kind of a plug, but it's a heartfelt, not paid, sponsored plug in any kind of way that she is incredibly thorough. Man, the kitchen design she did for us was crazy good, really good. And um, hopefully we'll be able to implement that design, if not the exact, at least um, some of it, because it was really expensive kitchen design. I don't know if we're going to do the whole thing, Lisa, but it's super, super, really nice design and really terrific work. So reach reach out to Lisa at uh, Tailored Kitchens and Baths. Dot com. Uh, you can follow her on her on her Instagram, such as it is. Give me a call, Lisa. <laughs> Taylor Kitchens and Bass. You know I love you. I tease, I tease, I tease. And, and check that out. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us again for this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. If you're not following us on the YouTubes, please go over there and hit that like and subscribe and all that obnoxious notification stuff I have to tell you about. I'm obligated to tell you about. And we should have in there, if uh, my producer 
is listening to my, my edits here. We should have some images and some stuff from Lisa's kitchen design that you can kind of see there and see how she works and some other cool stuff there. The video that you don't get to see here with just me speaking in your ears. All right, guys. Oh, also, I guess this, this is kind of important. <laughs> Since it's a marketing agency that sponsors this podcast, um, Wingnut Social is a marketing agency for interior designers, architects, and to the trade vendors and verticals and that kind of situation there. So if you need help with marketing your interior design business, interior design related business on social media, on the Googles, or whatever you have going on there, check out wingnutsocial.com. If you're a beginning interior designer and you just don't have the budget to delegate your social media marketing out because done right, it is an investment. I'm not going to lie. It uh, You can head on over to Wingnut Academy and we have a complete course there on how to manage Instagram in order to attract your ideal client. It's super robust. I won't belabor you with the uh, the details, but you can check that out. Wingnut Academy, Instagram for interior designers. And uh, we have a free webinar also. On that, that's a, a very high-level overview, incredibly high-level, like a 5% of the course, really, on uh, our Instagram channel at wingnutsocial.com. Just go in our link in bio, and you'll see it's six keys to success on Instagram. And you can uh, watch that bad boy there for free, and it'll give you a, a great uh, framework or a launching point to, to wrap your mind around what you need to do on Instagram. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Remember, until next time, get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Good boy, Mango.